This is 89.1 WEMU, and it's time for Creative Impact, WEMU's exclusive and award-winning show featuring the artists, creative people, businesses, and organizations impacting creatively Washtenaw County's quality of life, place, and economy. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw, and your host. Let's welcome today's guest. Sriyashi Day is the artistic director, choreographer, and dancer of Akshara. Her company draws inspiration and works across a range of ancient Indian artistic genres. Shriyashi, welcome to Creative Impact. Thank you, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to have our conversation. Um, I, I, you know, we've known each other for a little while, but uh, I, I would love you to share um, your story. How did, you become, how did you get introduced to Indian dance and theater? Yeah, well, it goes back a long way. Um, so my childhood and teenage years were spent in India. I was born and raised in India. And I had, from as far as back as I can remember, I've been very passionate about dance, any kind of dance. And around age seven is when I started uh, formal classical Indian dance lessons. And that's something that stayed with me through my life. And that was my early introduction. I started learning, performing, and then eventually made it um, one of my careers. It's it's not the only thing I do, but it's definitely a very important part of my life and my work. You um you mentioned taking um, courses. Is is traditional Indian dance uh, a kind of a folk uh, engagement with people in India, or is it almost only through formal courses that you learn the the art form? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there is a big distinction, a very clear distinction, between classical dance and folk dance in India. So classical dance is, well, it, they say that we we can trace the roots back to over 2,000 years ago. And it's a, it's a tradition that, of course, has changed over time. It's not what we practice today isn't what it was 2,000 years ago. But it is codified. There are texts, there are temple carvings, there are some living traditions, and all these come together to form the the technique and the content and the grammar of the classical dance styles. So similar to, let's say, ballet in the West. Okay. And there are there are formal classes that you have to take. Uh, classical dance isn't something that you just learn in the community and just start dancing. There, you have to go through a formal period, and it does take a long time. So, you know, in a in a lot of cases, it's maybe a, around even ten years before you can even acquire some competency to to start performing in a meaningful way. Folk dancers, on the other hand, are just that they are community dances, and they are less. Um, they're not seen as often in in urban areas and in cities, but they're more uh, focused in. Um, I mean, they they just exist more in rural areas or in folk, you know, in rural communities. But that's a different genre of dance altogether. Okay, that's really helpful. Um, and so, as the founder and artistic director of Akshara, tell us what the mission of that organization is. Yeah, thank you for um, asking that. So I founded Akshara as a multi-arts company. In the past, when I lived in Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania, I had an arts company that was focused solely on 
dance. And that was a performing arts company, touring company. So I wanted to, when I, when I moved to Ann Arbor, I wanted to retain that aspect of my work from before. But I wanted to add other arts and other genres of art to the work that that we do. So Akshara is established as a multi-arts company, which means it spans across performing arts, visual arts, um, literary activities, um, sometimes even culinary. So it's film, you know, media, film, all of this. And is so it I, all, start, I'm so sorry, is it all no, inspired by Indian um, forms of those art forms? Yeah, so actually we wanted to go a little bit broader than just India as a country. So it is focused more on the entire South Asian region. And there are actually seven countries that comprise South Asia. So there's India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Bhutan. Mm, I'm trying to count the countries. <laughs> uh, in, in some cases, I, I, I don't know if I counted all seven or not. In some cases, Afghanistan is also included, but may or may not be. So anyway, you get a sense for um, that that area. Truly uh, in, international. In yeah, but it's still South Asia, and right. India happens to be the largest country in South Asia. So, you know, we end up doing a lot from India, but we are definitely open to all the South Asian countries, and we actually have had performers from Pakistan, from Bangladesh um, as well. Yeah. 89.1 WEMU's Creative Impact continues. I'm Deb Pollack, and my guest is Sriyashi Day, whose company, Akshara, is inspired by South Asian art forms. So you've produced and presented the Rasa Festival, if I said that right, in our community and also in India for a number of years. Um, and I understand that after presenting it virtually during the COVID years, you are back live on stage and premiering a new um, performance piece uh, that's titled, I'm going to try to say it, Shikhandi? You're right. Deb. Did I say you, it right? You did, yes, you did. You did a great job with all the pronunciations. Thank you. I've been practicing. Tell us all about the um, this piece. It's really contemporary. Uh, it's a contemporary subject, but told through ancient means, right? That's exactly what it is. So one of my interests is to re-examine and explore some of the Indian myths uh, for more contemporary interpretations and a new look at them. Because sometimes what happens is there are very modern and very contemporary themes that are present in these very ancient myths, but due to social norms and traditions over centuries, they kind of get told in those stories and those myths get told in a certain way that are more consistent with the social norms. And what's but this that story? Mean. So this story is, is actually a really complicated story. I you know, probably <laughs> don't have time here to go through all of it. Give us the, give us the high point. Yeah, in short, it's about a character from the uh, Indian epic of Mahabharata. And this is a, a character whose story unfolds over two births. So she was born as Amba in her one birth, goes through a lot of um, marginalization and injustices and seeks to have re take revenge on the main character that is the cause of a lot of her um, marginalization and is born again. 
But then there is the twist in terms of gender fluidity, because when she's born again, she is born a female, but she's raised as a male. And then she has a transformation into a male. Um, and then she lives or they live their lives as a male. But then the gender is ambiguous. And Shikandi is then a very important character to... Um, in the in the huge battle of Kurukshetra in, in the Mahabharata that takes place and is responsible for turning the course of the battle and eventually everything that happens. So it is the ambiguity of the gender of uh, you know everything is very liminal. Such so life. contemporary, so, so important to to the, all the conversations that we're having these days. Um, so we've just got a minute or so left. Can you give us the details, the where and when um, about this year's Rasa festival? Yeah, the Rasa Festival this year is going to be at the Riverside Arts Center in Ypsilanti, and it's on the 23rd of September. It's at 6.30 p.m., and that evening we will have this performance of Shikhandi, and we also have um, a classical vocal concert with a visiting artist from India with to other local musicians. Well, it's sure to be an inspiring and enjoyable festival. Thank you so much for sharing some of it with us. And uh, I don't know if this works in India language, but break a leg. Thank you, Deb. I really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, I hope people come and watch us. That's Triashi Day. Find out more about her and her company, Akshara, and the Rasa Festival at WEMU.org. You've been listening to Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washington, and your host, Matt Hobson, is our producer. We invite you to join us every Tuesday to meet the people who make Washington creative. This is 89.1 WEMU-FM, Ypsilanti Public Radio from Eastern Michigan University.